next episode of Of the Publishing Persuasion. I am Angela Montoya, along with the queen, the, what, wait, what is on your um, dress, Melanie? Dragons. The dragon queen of Australia, the <laughs> beautiful, <laughs> glorious Melanie Schubert. Melanie, how are you today? I am superb, my friend. <laughs> I am the dragon queen. <laughs> Life is good. Um, <laughs> no, I, I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was just like leaning in, like looking at your chest and like, what is that? But yeah. Okay. Oh, yes. There they are. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yes. No, no. Leave that in. Beautiful dragons on the Gotta chest. Gotta get those views. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's beautiful. <laughs> No, I'm good. I actually, I'm, I'm great this week. It's like the first week I've picked up and regained my old writing pace that I was like writing with Soul Swapped where I'm just, you know, when you're writing and it's like your, your fingers are just keeping up with your brain and mm. it's just, man, just being in that zone again is so just reminds me why I love this thing so much, you know? And <laughs> why are you laughing? <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm just like feeling it. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's just <laughs> in my face. And, you know, like, I think it's something that we, that people don't talk about much about, like the kind of the in-between places and like motivating yourself in between in between waiting for an agent, in between querying, in between waiting for a book deal. And like, I'm starting to believe that some of those lulls in between and some of the complicated feelings are just part of it, that I just have to let myself have those. Because I was thinking about, I was like, oh, I wish I was writing like this three months ago when I was like stressed and not writing anything. And I'm just like, do I though? And realistically, I don't. I kind of needed that downtime, that little bit of just like, you can't control it, can you? It's just like, how do you, like, did you find that as well through no, your process? I, I, I think that's such a beautiful thing, what you're saying, honestly, because that, that lull, like that weird sort of space where you're not yes. efficient, right? Where you're not like getting so much stuff done and then you feel bad about it. So then you're going into this cycle of like, almost like depression where you're like, yeah. oh, I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Um, no, I go through it so hard. <laughs> like yeah. when I was on submission, I was just like a mental, like just, just, I was in such a weird funk. I didn't, I kept trying to write, but I just, my brain was not there. And so I'm honestly, it's funny you're saying that. And I'm glad you're coming out of it because I like, I saw your post where you're like, I finally got this chapter done and it just made my heart so happy. But I'm at that right now where my edits are in of this first round. And so I kind of don't really know what I'm supposed to be working on because it is a two book deal, but it's not necessarily book two of Sinner's Isle. It's not necessarily the prequel of Sinner's Isle. Like we, I'm not sure yet. So I. Yeah. Are they going to give you guidance about that? Yeah, I think, I honestly don't know, Melanie, but I think 
we're going to have a discussion of like the ideas I have right now in my heart of hearts, I'd love to do a prequel of Sinner's Isle and do like the parents of Mariano because I, since I've done these edits and I've come up with like a deeper understanding of who his parents were, I think it could be really fun. I have chills. I'm so here for this. This is like, yes. Yes. Okay, good. That has to, I literally got shivers all up into my shoulders. Look. Okay. You can see from there. I said on Spotify, I just shoved my arm into the camera before it was my breasts. Now it's my arm. You're just getting my whole body today. (laughs) It's all in, baby. It's all in. Um, No, but I really feel like it could be such a special, really fun, really like high stakes romantic fantasy. Um, So I'm just like letting my, I'm just letting my body relax. And like being okay in this downtime and not like forcing myself to write. But if I want to write, write. But if I'm not in the space, like it's okay. Because I think when you're allowing yourself to be okay in that weird lull and finding other things that feed you, um, you know, like I've been watching shows. I've been, what I don't know what else I've been doing. Oh, I've been beta reading. So like, I'm, you know, I'm feeling right. Like, yeah. Yeah. Oh man. I'm seriously just like my whole body is alight with this conversation because I just feel this so much. And your reel that you made yesterday, the one about like rest is productivity and just all of that whole thing. But like, you're so right. Like, and, and you can't always be up here anyway. You can't always, this is what I'm realizing. There is such a rush about moments of this writing career but being at the top of the roller coaster is not sustainable so it's natural mm-hmm. that we have these these bits that just kind of feel like swampy and dark and like confusing because it is a lot of it's not a it's not a high high risk high reward you know the where it's like instant turnover thing no there's like lots of waiting lots of uncertainty lots of And I just think giving ourselves the grace to rest, the patience to sit. Cause yeah, like I, what I am proud of those months where I haven't been productive is I actually put zero pressure on myself. I just focused on my mental health. I went and did all my self-care things. And I was like, yeah, things are a bit like tough right now. And instead of just being like, but I will just write my way through it, which is also fine and what you need sometimes, but it wasn't this time. I just let myself sit with it, take some time to heal, process. Mm. And and now the excitement that I have for the book again, it's just, it makes it feel like that was the right choice then. I don't think it would have Mm -hmm. been the same book if I kept pushing to write it when I was like a little bit more needing just days of nothing. I sat out on the balcony the other day for an hour and just stared at the sky. And I cannot tell you how much my brain needed that boredom, nothing time. Yeah. That's beautiful. No, I honestly, I, I, you know, it's like we live in this kind of like hustle culture and sometimes the hustle just becomes too much and your brain's like, bitch, no, (laughs) bitch, 
sit down and look at the freaking sky and, and, and you need it. You really do. And so like being okay with just sitting yeah, sometimes is like all you can do because sometimes you just need to like, like catch your breath. So the magic can like refill inside of you, you know? So it's like, just remember something popped into my head that someone said once and you ride the highs and weather the lows. And when they initially said it, you're like, oh yeah, that's a cool quote. But weather the lows being the key, like, yeah, it doesn't always feel great, but you just like keep going, you know? (laughs) Yeah. What were you going to say? I don't know, but that was good. (laughs) I love it. I I thought it was beautiful, honestly. And like, I keep thinking of what you said of like being in this swampy kind of like marsh, like you're just like wading through and, and I, it really feels like that so many times, but it's like, once you like pull yourself out of the muck and mud, it's like, it's all hands on deck. And so it's, it's exciting to see you like jamming out again. And it's exciting to see you in this stage where it is an in-between stage. And, and I can imagine like the, like you got that edit out fast, like you Oh, like I'm just going to give credit where credit is due, but there's almost like, uh, it's like after pitch was the exhaustion, the after loss of that high of doing that. And I think that's those marshes, but you know what, just enjoy the marsh because your high is going to come again and it's going to hit hard and you'll be ready for it. Look at us. We just love each other so much. (laughs) (laughs) We're bringing all the good energy all day, every day here on Publishing Persuasion. (laughs) Yes, it's all vibes. Good, bad, whatever. It's all vibes. So before I forget, (laughs) we have this week had a giveaway going for this copy of League of Liars, signed copy by Astrid Schultz. So we did have... We did have some entrance. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like your your stakes are high. <laughs> it's like 10 or so. So I'll just shake it there where you can all see it. My milkshake brings all the books to the yard. <laughs> it la- is better. Dude, I don't know if that's anyway. like the right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I don't know. That's their drum roll. I just choked on my drum roll. Carolina! Carolina at Riding Something Serious. You are the winner of our giveaway. Woo! So that I love that. That makes me so happy. She just um she just critiqued my book. She just read Oh my gosh! I know, and that was completely. Everybody can see that was completely at random. So <laughs> I didn't even know. So <laughs> yeah, you didn't have any idea. I had no clue. So that was perfect. So yes, I will be shipping you that copy next week. Congratulations and thank you for entering. And thank you to all our other viewers for entering. We love it when you share our podcast because it makes us feel like we are doing something useful <laughs> and that people Absolutely. love us. So yes. On to other books. Well, yes. Um, we are so lucky to have this amazing author. Um, her book comes out 
well, depending on when this airs, but in either a week or two, um, it's Hotel Magnifique um, by Emily J. Taylor. We, I've just been so excited about this book in particular. The cover kills me every time I see it. It's gorgeous. And Emily is just one of those people that you want to watch. You know, she's just doing big things. And so let me just read her author bio from her website. Emily was born and raised in California and has since refused to stay put. She lived in four states and two continents, all of which have conveniently given her an endless amount of story fodder. She currently works as a creative director in Minneapolis, where she spends the long winters dreaming up glittering worlds to spin into dark tales. Ooh. Oh, she's here. Okay, we'll talk more after. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Hi, Emily. Thank you for joining us on the podcast. We're so excited. Yay. Same. Yeah. Me too. Yeah to be here the sun is setting right in my eyes right now so well you know it makes for some really good lighting because okay, good. Um, yeah the face is on point right now so you're good, good. yay yeah well, great to have you on I'm Melanie and my beautiful co-host Angela so could you introduce yourself a little bit for our listeners yeah so my name is Emily J Taylor um, and I am the author of Hotel Magnifique, uh, which comes out in less than two weeks, <laughs> which probably will be way sooner when this airs, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and, uh, I'm a young adult writer, I write fantasy with a little bit of romance, um, and a lot of magic. And I don't know, I'm excited to be here. <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. We're excited to have you and your book sounds I mean it's right up my alley it's right up Melanie's alley like we'll get to it because I want to hear actually <laughs> I'm just gonna just like blabber on about how great your book sounds why don't you tell us a little bit about Hotel Magnifique sure so it is so I'll give you kind of the quick the quick pitch yeah. <laughs> it's about a legendary traveling hotel that's kind of based off of the Belle Epoque period um and it's interest it's magical because it you can wake up across the world in a different destination every morning um and two sisters take jobs there only to realize that their contracts are unbreakable and the hotel itself is hiding some pretty deep dark secrets oh i am so here for that (laughs) you had me at traveling hotel like i'm just like yeah same I was invested as soon as you started talking I was like yes I'll buy one thank you <laughs> one, I'm not gonna lie I was invested as soon as I saw the cover <laughs> I know I have I like have have it at my desk and I <laughs> I just keep touching it I would it's, too it's gorgeous yeah, yeah now I I know that's one of our questions later on but I do want to ask because the cover is so striking and Melanie's even matching your cover with her oh, purple and um, she did that on purpose. Totally on purpose. <laughs> but I want to, I want to know like how, um, like what is the role for an author? I'm sure it changes and varies per, you know, like publishing contract or whatnot, but what was your role like in the cover art? Cause it is so cool. 
Yeah. Um, I will take very little credit for it, (laughs) but I will say, um, my team was really, so I'm actually, I worked as an art director for years and years before I started writing. Um, and I told them right off the bat that I was so nervous about (laughs) having an ugly cover. (laughs) Really, They were really good about bringing me along in the process and like listening to my opinions. So when we picked illustrators, like they sent a bunch of concepts, um, they sent a bunch of illustrators and there was one that the, the um, Jim Tierney, the, the illustrator we used kind of roast that his stuff was exactly, exactly how I pictured the cover in my brain whenever <laughs> I was thinking about it. Um, just cause it felt, his stuff feels kind of classic but really modern at the same time, so. I said, yes, I like him. And they're like, cool, we like him too. Let's hire him. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. And it went through a a number of rounds. I'm sure it's like that with every cover. So, Um, but yeah, they were really good to bring me along. I felt good the whole time. There was never a moment where I'm like, what am I, what's happening? (laughs) (laughs) That's good. I, you know, cause I think for many authors, I would imagine that's kind of like the scariest thing, right? Cause it's, it's the thing you see. It's oh, it's there for the world. I had, I had fear in my heart. <laughs> <There was, laughs> I'm like, can't we write this into the contract? <laughs> my agents are like, oh, it's like, it's a thing. Like, <laughs> yes. it's a masterpiece. And that's the thing. You've got to look at it forever like that. And you're going to be looking a lot because you've been waiting for this thing to be in your hands. <laughs> it's like a living work of art. Oh, well, thank you too. Yeah. yeah. Now, what inspired you to write this story in particular? Sure. Um, you know, I, I'm trying to remember the the I really wanted to write about a magical place. So I because I worked as an art director, I love like kind of flexing my setting and world building muscles. And I knew that I wanted to write about a magical place. Um, and I was taking at the time I was taking a class. Uh, I live in the Twin Cities. And we have this wonderful institution here called the Loft Literary Center, which is just, it's, they offer like classes for anyone who wants to write. Um, and I remember I signed up for this class. It was how to write a mystery novel in three months. <laughs> it was a great class. I did not write a mystery novel. <laughs> but I needed a book idea to write for that class. And I um, was scrolling on Pinterest and I saw this image of this building that looked like it it was this beautiful Art Nouveau building that looked like it was built in the alley between two buildings, like it wasn't there the day before. And the idea was, it was kind of a light bulb moment where I'm like, oh my gosh, this traveling thing, this travel. And I, um, I actually used to work for a very unmagical hotel <laughs> in my youth. <laughs> Um, I ran room service, a lot of room service at like 5.30 in the morning to really disgruntle. <laughs> I've also worked room service. So Woo-hoo! I know the yeah, room service babes. I didn't do it for long, yeah. but I know. I know the dark side of humanity. <laughs> oh, there is there is a whole, whole dark side of humanity. <laughs> oh my gosh. Do you have a top bad story? <laughs> I... I actually used to, I, so it was, it was connected to this huge convention center or across the street from it. And I remember, um, working a breakfast once for a Mary Kay convention 
And it was a special kind of hell that I never want to relive. <laughs> <laughs> and then we were, I remember the two other servers that were supposed to work with me didn't show up. So that was a whole nother thing. Oh no, <laughs> that's worst case scenario right there. That is it, awful. I feel like that's uh, the hotels I was working in were a little bit less upscale. Oh. <laughs> <I was laughs> like... One room I walked into was like a murder scene, but she dyed her hair red, but just oh. it was all over the room, as were various post-coital treatments. <laughs> and they just left it like there that. Were, there were those, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> See, it's so juicy. It's so juicy. It's so it's juicy. So, so many stories. I think I it's such a great, I love that there's that inspiration there because when you've been part of those worlds, they mm-hmm. really are their own worlds working in those kind of environments. But oh. obviously yours is much more magical. <laughs> oh, just a little. Just, just a little. <laughs> oh, I love that. I love that we can take the mundane and, and sometimes gross and turn it magical. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> We need that in, in this world, I think, in particular, right now. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely right now, yeah. Now, is this the first book you have written? Um, I would say it's the first book-shaped book. Mm. Um, so I wrote, <laughs> I wrote, I started writing, I actually know the exact day. It was November 1st, 2015, because it was the start of National Novel Writing Month. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. And I was, I was working and I was burnt out and I had just had a baby and I was burnt out on both ends. <laughs> and my friend said, Emily, you need a hobby. I'm like, cool. I do. I need a hobby. <laughs> um, and I was always a really voracious reader and I knew about national novel writing month. I'd never done it, but I'd always wanted to. So I did it and I just fell in love with writing. Um, and it, it just, it didn't stop after that. Like I just kept going and going. And I think I wrote, oh, I wrote like three and a half book shaped things. (laughs) I love this description. I'm here with you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. There was like magic and kissing and they had, they had stories and world and the characters, I still remember some of those characters, but, um, (laughs) but I just, I didn't, I was blissful and in ignorance a little bit. Like I just went, um, and I definitely developed like my habit and I developed a voice doing that. Um, but I, it wasn't until probably the book before Hotel Magnifique that I started to get a little bit more serious and reading craft books and, um, thinking about potentially pursuing publication. It still felt a little nebulous then, but yeah. here you are now. It's amazing. I, am. I know. Amazing. <laughs> Do you have a, a favorite craft book? Ooh, I would say um, definitely. I mean, Save the Cat. I feel like that's a lot of people's answers. <laughs> that one, too. one. I know that one. I've read a. I've read a bunch of craft books, and that one was the one that everything solidified a little bit in terms of plot for me and then um uh shoot no, I'm blanking on the name uh, uh the character one that's really good uh, um genius yes I'm doing it now and it is gold yeah it's good just it's it's very simple how she lays it out but that one was great 
Um, and then I think of other craft books that I really love. I I'm yeah. Elements of style. That's a solid, (laughs) that's a solid two there. Yeah. Yeah. I think so too. I, those are like the, my go-to as well. It's like, once you start working on a book, it's like you get save the cat, make sure you got those beats down Mm -hmm. and then go back or, I mean, not go back, but already have in mind, right? Like your character, the heart and soul of the book, which is so important. I mean, the motivation of the story is kind of like what keeps everybody, you know, turning the page. So great, great books. I, I endorse that as well. And I'm with you as well. Yeah. And I love what you said about finding story and just because it's a, it's a feeling that I think a lot of us can re- relate to that once you found it, it was just like, that's it. That's something that's been missing in my life. You know what I mean? Oh, and yeah. that excitement of like, yes, I think once if you're wired that way, once you find it, you just have to go with it. Like you have to follow that thing to the end. <laughs> yeah. It was the first time. It's interesting because I worked, I like as an art director, I worked for all these clients and doing work for someone else, you know, but it was the first time I felt like I was creating things that were mine. You know what I mean? That was, that spoke to who I was. So it was, it was so satisfying (laughs) and addictive. (laughs) Addictive is right. I mean, it's like, once you catch the bug, it's hard to think of and do anything else. I mean, it's really just this magical process. And um, I mean, Mel and I always talk about big magic, you know, that writing is just this amazing, beautiful thing. And it's so fun to find a community that understands that beauty and magic. Mm -hmm. And it's like, there's nobody you can really relate to and talk to besides writers or creatives um, that like get it right. That are just like, "I, I know what you're talking about. Like, yes. So I'm, I love it. It's just this beautiful world we live in. <laughs> so what were kind of like some of the, the difficulties that you felt on the journey, like the, the parts that were kind of like, ah, yeah. <laughs> you screaming. <laughs> no. So my, I feel like my journey was a little backwards from some other people. Um, so I actually found pitch wars. I don't know if we want to talk about that yet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's hear it. Um, so I had written a draft of Hotel Magnifique and I didn't have any CPs and I literally Googled mentorship <laughs> and pitch wars came up and I entered it and I got in without having CPs. Wow. So that was, yeah. That was, um, in hindsight, I would tell them, I would, definitely not tell people to do it that way. (laughs) Now that, I mean, it doesn't exist anymore, which is really too bad. I understand why they did it, but, um, uh, I would say definitely try and connect with other writers and share your work and learn how to critique. It's a valuable skill (laughs) and it'll make you better. But, um, I just didn't know. And I didn't know. (laughs) And I, so I did pitch wars and I got agented through that contest and, um, I should say mentorship program. And uh, after that was probably the most difficult because I, <clears throat> my agents, the book needed a lot of work, obviously, because I <laughs> was still <laughs> learning what I was doing and the concept was amazing. I felt like my writing was really good and I was really good at the things that I had, I knew how to do. So I was 
good at world building. And um, I wrote a lot of television scripts before writing a book. So I knew like dialogue and action scenes and like how to, how to do all of that. But just, um, I had to learn a lot still. And I mean, I'm still learning. I feel like you never stop learning doing this, but um, it took a while for just revising with my agents to go on submission. I think we revised for about a year and a half, like off and on. Um, And there were moments during that period where I was like, is this worth, like, is this just going to die? You know what I mean? It's a, there's, there's just this, you put so much, a book takes so much time and so much of you. Um, And there's always that worry that it's just not going to go anywhere. It's going to die. And um, that was, it was hard to kind of rectify that. And also with my family, you know, cause they see, <laughs> like I'm sacrificing hours and hours and hours to lock myself in a room and work on this thing that could potentially just die. So there was, you have to, it's a risk. And I would say it's not for the faint of heart and you have to love it because um, if it, if it does die, um, which like most projects do, you know, it, um, you still have to come out of it like with something and, and be better for it. So yeah, it's interesting. It was, this, it was definitely a weird head game that I'd play with myself, like all through that process. Yeah. Sure. I, that's honestly so beautiful to hear. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, cause I think a lot of times we, you know, just think, okay, I just need the agent right? Like that's it. Once I get there, it's, it's good. It's gold. Everything's fine. I've worked so hard. I got it. But really like the real scary stuff kind of happens after the agent, you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. because there is now this chance that the book really isn't going to go anywhere. And after all of this work and struggle and hardship. And so I also like that you, you know, mentioned and touched on that it took a, a roughly a year and a half to get to submission, you know, because mm-hmm. again, I think we also think, you know, boom, they've got the book, they love it, let's go. Everything works so fast, but it doesn't. It doesn't always work fast. And, you know, and, and learning and being okay with that is, I think, such a powerful thing. Yeah. And it's interesting when I went through my journey, I, I like pretty much everyone in pitch wars had gone that I went to pitch wars through pitch wars with had gone on submission and, and done that <laughs> before I did. Um, and, but I, I learned about other people that had been through something similar. So it was, I didn't feel alone. Um, it takes, it's not a race. That's the biggest thing that I learned through it. I was so worried the whole time. I'm like, Oh, it's, it needs to go on submission. It needs to, I need to work and work and push and push, but it's, it's really not a race. Mm. Um, and it's, well, it will be better. And it, I will absolutely say like, you need, to, you should make it as good as you possibly can before you push it through any of those, um, hurdles, you know, to give it the best chance again. We were just talking about that before about how glad we are that like our early works never saw the light of day because oh, man. it's like looking back now there's so much that you just know like sorry what were you saying Melanie do you remember you're talking about a book shape thing 
Oh, I was saying I love that description so much because it really adequately explains the other side of things when you're kind of in the learning stage of getting to where it's going to be a book-shaped thing. And mm -hmm. sometimes you have to write a whole bunch of non-book-shaped things to get anywhere close. Mm -hmm. So I really love that description. And I think you're so right. Like this whole thing requires so much resilience and being in it for like any other main reason than that this is what drives you and this is what you love I I think because of the pressure at every point and you're right I don't think it does get easier at any getting into a mentorship getting an agent at every point there's these scary variables so if you're not in it for love of craft it's like um, those can sink you those moments and I think it sinks a lot of people mm -hmm. No, I totally agree. Yeah, there was a moment before we went on submission where I um, was really, I, I was like, you know what? I was talking to my husband, I'm like, I'm really proud of this book. And you know what? It's, I'm, I, in my brain, I'm like, oh, it's probably not going to go anywhere. <laughs> I, this was, I was like, this is a great experience revising this book and getting it to this place. <laughs> I'm really proud of myself. <laughs> but I think it's important to have that mentality. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. How was um, submission for you? Because, you know, after you went through edits with your agent, um, what was it like? How did you get, how did you get through it? More like, um, <laughs> this is going to be cheating too. So we went on submission on a Friday and we went to auction like the following Tuesday. So uh, it, was, it was like one of, yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was worth the, the really, really long period of revising. So that's why I, I love that. I'm, <laughs> make it as good as you possibly can make make people not able to say no to something you know that makes me so happy like you deserve <laughs> that you deserve that shit <laughs> why, why, I don't know <laughs> well it's one of you know I I often hear people call like oh you got this unicorn deal right like you got the unicorn experience but there is so much behind the scenes you've been working on this you've done mentorships you know revising like crazy so, you know, I kind of almost not hate, but I really don't like when someone just kind of like throws that out. Oh, it's just a, it's this unicorn deal because you worked your ass off for it. And yes, you deserve it. <laughs> so congratulations on that. Oh, thanks. Thanks. That's so true. There's always, even if they weren't <laughs> books that went anywhere, there's always like an immense amount, years and years of work behind any success. And I think the oh, more yeah. people talk about that, the more this, uh, the like talented, gifted artist thing, it's such a like bullshit thing. It's mm -hmm. like anyone who has a beautiful polished book that moves people has like bled their guts out to get there. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's like any other job, any other that she like, no one's going to operate on a brain without, this is a terrible example. I love it. Yeah. Don't operate on the brain if you're not qualified. Is that where you're going, Matt? That's kind of where I'm going. <laughs> I'm saying like the years it takes to get the knowledge to do something complex mm -hmm. is there is no overnight success, even if it looks that way to, I think it's because people find the authors when the book comes out. So it probably looks like this big, huge story of whatever, but there's the whole backstory of all the years of nothing. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I would say it probably would have even taken me longer if I hadn't worked as an art director and used like those skills and put them into doing this. So I think it's, I think you put in the work somewhere. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And just life, right? Like life work. Cause you worked in a hotel. So you were already (laughs) all these ideas (laughs) for sure. I'm a big Pinterest, like whenever I need inspiration or just feel like I'm looking for something, I just go on there and I can scroll for hours sometimes. So it's kind of a problem. It is a time suck. It It really is. Yeah. Yeah. How has this, um, this journey, like to, you know, the publication, like it's looming, right? You only have a couple weeks away or once this airs a week away, (laughs) how, how has it been? I mean, what have you marketing wise? What have you, what do you do? What, how does it work behind the scenes when it comes to the book launch event? Oh gosh. Um, I, have puffy eyes right now because I've been staying up until midnight each night <laughs> the past week just trying to get it's it's a lot of um it's way more like admin and promo stuff than I was expecting that I budgeted time for because <laughs> I'm also working on my second book <laughs> oh good um but it it um it just takes up a lot of time like it's a lot of interviews and signing stuff and um like, gosh, so many like little things and it just kind of eats. So I would say if anyone is going through it, definitely set aside a good couple of weeks and know that you're just going to be very busy. And, um, there's also a lot of stress involved and it's kind of, it's, it, I've turned into like this high functioning, I'm such an introvert (laughs) and putting a book out in the world is such a public thing that there is this, um, it's stressful. Like, it's just, it's harder to like get things done because it's so stressful, the whole process. So yeah, it's fascinating to me. I'm (laughs) going through this. I'm, I am going to try, um, just talking to my family about it. I'm going to try and just celebrate it as much as I can though, like the next couple of weeks. Cause it's, it was such a long period to get to this. So it's so much that you brought that up. It's another thing. I think we could all stand to talk about more how, a lot of us are introverts and how challenging Mm -hmm. it is the marketing side of things the promotional side of things like there's a lot where it's overwhelming a lot of us are anxious people (laughs) yeah yeah I would it's interesting like now that I've been trying to do it (laughs) whether it's successful or not for a little while um I'm just gonna keep doing what I like I think that's kind of like what, what brings you joy? I think, cause it, I think it shows in what you post and how you like, how you put yourself out there. So, yeah. I love that. I, you know, and I, I feel like we all are attracted to genuine people and it's, it's kind of hard sometimes with social media to know what the real is, what, what the fake is, but like the joy does come through, it does show. And so you know, the, I'm attracted to those kind of accounts and people myself. And, um, and so like, I love that. I love that, that advice of like finding the joy in the chaos because you are in chaos right now, but like finding <laughs> those things that feed your soul, um, like is so important be- like for, cause I'm an introvert as well, like heavily, 
heavily <laughs> on the introverted side. Yes, that. That's interesting. Both of you. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that's always surprised. Like I'm highly anxious, but like I do like people. I love doing this podcast. But yeah, like when we first started the podcast, after filming, I would have to lay down for hours. Like <laughs> I was so like. But yeah, it gets easier the more you do these things. But yeah, naturally, it takes a lot of energy from me, even with people. I mean, there's people who give back to you a lot, but I still need days of quiet rest in my little gremlin cave after interacting with people. (laughs) A hundred percent. Yeah. Are you, you're doing um, in-person signings or for your book launch? I'm doing just one in-person Launch book launch. Are you excited? <laughs> I think you're excited. Now, um, now. How, how, did you plan that, or is that something that someone comes to you for? How do you have lots of alcohol there? Like, what's the plan here? What do we do? I um, will definitely have alcohol beforehand. <laughs> <laughs> um, I so it it was my I have a publicist at Penguin, and they they threw out doing a virtual lunch. And I was like, at first, yay. And then I thought about it for a second. And I'm like, oh, it'd be really cool to do it in person. So um, we reached out to a, a Red Balloon bookshop in St. Paul and they are doing in-person events now. And they were like, yes, we would love to do it. So I'm like, yes, I would love to do that. <laughs> and I'm doing, my, I'm doing um, pre-orders through them too. So it was easy. That is so cool. It makes my heart so happy, honestly. I know mine too. (laughs) Yeah, I know it's, I mean, a virtual would have been really fun. And I, um, I think it would have been great for accessibility and getting people everywhere to be able to be included in the event, but there's something, there's something really satisfying about being able to go somewhere in person. And a lot of these people that have been part of this really long journey that I haven't seen since, since before COVID are going to come. So it's, it's, I'm excited. Yay. (laughs) I'm so happy for you. That's amazing. I see that our time is, we have 10 minutes to go, but I want to know, um, I'm, I mean, no spoilers, you know, you don't have to tell us anything, (laughs) but I did hear you're working on another book. (laughs) Is this in the same family as uh, Hotel Magnifique or is this something completely new? It is a totally new standalone. So Hotel Magnifique is a standalone and so, okay. is, so is this one. So, and it's, I will say it's, um, it's also magical. It has romance. It's maybe a little, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to give away any spoilers, <laughs> but it would, it definitely, I kept like the audience in mind for this next book and I'm excited about it. I just have to finish it. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah, you better get on that. Are, are you a fast writer? No. You, okay. <laughs> I'm, um, it's, I draft fast, but it, it has like, when I do that, it's just, it's a mess. So it takes a long time to go through and revise and yeah. Yeah. That makes me feel better to hear. Cause, cause same. So good. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you for that. Now, my question is more left field. I am fascinated by your Instagram bio that says that you are Brianna of Tarth tall. Oh. <laughs> I need to hear a little bit more about that. Yeah. So I am actually literally the actress who plays Brianna of Tarth is six foot three and I'm exactly her height. 
I'm actually, wow. I'm two, I'm, I'm slightly shorter. I'm like two point, I don't know, six point six foot two point seven five. I don't know. Amazing. <laughs> but, That's like you would stand um, out in the room when you're doing your signings, people will see you. They'll be like, there's our queen. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that. Yes. Yep. Tall, tall author. There's a few of us. There's a, there's a definitely a tall author contingent out there. It always fascinates me because we usually like, especially being in Australia, I interact with all my friends online. And so then I'm always, for example, I always assumed Angela was my height, but (laughs) (laughs) no, no, I'm like five, two on a good day. So yeah. (laughs) So when you aren't writing, what's kind of like your, your day off self-care fun thing that you do? Um, I, when I'm not writing, when I have a day off, (laughs) I had a, I actually have a, uh, he's going to be two here soon. So like a little, little guy, Hmm. my pandemic baby. Um, so, (laughs) so it's usually spending time with him. Um, but I am a huge walker. I actually love going for walks like out in nature. And, um, I find most of my ideas come when I'm not thinking about writing or thinking of ideas. Yeah. (laughs) So it's like, it's a really big part of my process. And it's something that when I get busy, I forget to do. So I'm going to go do that tomorrow. Thank you for reminding me. (laughs) Good. Very Um, good. Yeah. Uh, can I think what else? I don't know. I feel like the pandemic has changed my life. I've become a homebody. I used to go right in coffee shops <laughs> and then wander around. <laughs> no, for sure. It's, it is weird. It's kind of like, well, what, what do I do? I, besides, no, I have right? plants. I'm into plants. <laughs> oh, yes. I think we all have developed like a secret indoor plant obsession or well, not so secret plant obsession <laughs> over the pandemic. <laughs> mm-hmm. it's, hel- it's healthy. It's a good, yeah. it's a good Mine is slightly unhealthy, I would say. <laughs> I want to see now. You'll have to post a photo of your plant. Baby. I know, I know. I'm sitting yeah. in my office, otherwise I'd turn the camera. I don't have any yeah. plants near me. Well, yeah, now we need to, to know. We have to see. Okay. <laughs> now, yeah. are you reading anything or watching anything that you just are dying for right now? Um, I am. So I did... A rewatch of the last two episodes of Bridgerton a couple of days ago. Oh yeah, yeah, because that's coming up. <laughs> <Very. laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> Me too. I love that show for so many different reasons, but yeah. Yeah, it's good. And I read all the books, so it's oh, so yeah. you really are. You really. I've never even read a single Bridgerton yeah, book, and I'm. They're very. They're different than the show, but they're 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 fun. Do you want some fun Regency romance? <laughs> I, I was just going to say, I love Regency romance. Like it's this genre that just always makes me happy. No matter what, what I'm going through in life, like a good Regency romance, <laughs> give it to me. And season yeah. two is up soon as well, isn't it? Yeah, that's what so I'm, I think it's, I don't want to. When is it, sir? I think, I it's, think like, it's this weekend. I think it's this weekend too. <laughs> oh, you were onto that rewatching it right beforehand. <laughs> You're going to be in the zone ready. season two. I know. Okay, Can I need I... a rewatch now. 
I know, do it. <laughs> yeah. And then reading, I'm trying to think of what I read last. I, um, yeah, I, what did I read last? I'm actually, <laughs> I never, <laughs> I read a lot of books. I, um, I had never read Cassandra Clare before and I started her, someone told me to read her the, um, uh, like clockwork angel. Like that's yeah. So I started yeah. that. I'm about halfway through that book like yeah. a week ago and it's, it's great. I, I get it. <laughs> yeah, no, I honestly, Cassandra Clare is like one of those, when I first got into YA, it was with mm-hmm. my younger sister. And so we would swap books and we like ate that shit up. Like just something <laughs> about it. Right. It's just like this. It's, it's addictive. It's it very addictive. Yeah. I aspire to be like Cassandra Clare, not in every way. Cause I know there's some like si- sibling kind of weird sibling <laughs> stuff. Oh my um, God. Is I haven't read it yet. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Like Lannister type shit. <laughs> no, not, but kind of, but no, but you know what, you know what I mean? Um, so we'll, uh, yeah, no. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> is this something that you felt Angela in the books or is it? Is this like a common perception of it? No, I think I think it's common. I have I have heard in the first series there's a sibling thing. Okay, yes. and I'm yeah. not reading that one. <laughs> um, Immortal Devices. I want to say I like ate that one up. So really, okay, I have to add it to my list. Well, I see we're running out of time. Like it's just evaporated as per usual. It's been so wonderful having you on and hearing yeah, of course. about you and your journey. And tell, where can our listeners find you? Yeah, so I am mostly on Instagram these days um, at Emily Can Write. I'm also on Twitter at the same handle, but I don't check it as much. So if you want to get a hold of me, Instagram. Um, my author website is emilyjtaylorauthor.com. Also mostly on Instagram. <laughs> the place to be Um, yeah I guess so and TikTok I I'm not on TikTok yet but I've heard that's the place to be yeah I love TikTok I should say (laughs) yeah it's like getting it's that rabbit hole effect right like it is is addictive for sure dangerous yeah well we're just so excited for you and this amazing book I am going to go and pre-order it right now because I can't wait to read this thing Me Yay. too. And all our listeners should do the same. And yeah, I will get busy editing this one. Hopefully drop it sometime next week <laughs> if the editing guards are with me. But yeah, I hope you have a wonderful day and rest of your plants and your walk. Don't forget your walk. <laughs> I will. I will. I will not forget the walk. <laughs> Thank you so much, Emily. Of we course. Yeah, it was it. nice to talk to you too. You did. Yeah. You're and when great. book two hits, You'll come back on the show. Yeah. <laughs> <You're> done. <Yield. laughs>